Welcome to Corn Mason. I am your co-host, Ursula Gullo. And I'm Jason, the co-host too. And today we are going to talk about our experience at Elida Homes Corn Maze. So why don't we just get into it? Let's talk about our experience at Elida Homes. Well, I want to start off by saying thank you to everyone who commented, who liked, who rated, who subscribed to the Corn Mason podcast. We have an overwhelming um, reaction to the first episode, and we're so glad to have everybody on board. And we look forward to visiting more of these corn mazes and coming back here and reporting them back on the show. It's been great. And I, I second that. So we decided, well, okay, so we were going to go to Franklin. There's a corn maze out there. They are closed on Sundays. It was pouring rain yesterday, Saturday. So we said, okay, this weekend we're going to do a lot of homes. We're going to stick around. We're going to stay in Asheville. And we're going to go there on the nice day on Sunday. So we showed up there around noon, was it? Yes, it was definitely around noon. And I got to tell you, people, it was a totally different vibe. The whole pl- it was completely different vibe from Granddad's Apple Orchard. Yeah, it was a completely different vibe. Just like Ursula said, you walk in and it was kind of like a uh, community building. And there were two teens there uh, where you paid to enter the, in the compound. And it was $10 each to enter. The main attraction here is the corn maze. Whereas last week with Grandad's, the corn maze was part of the whole apple picking experience. The thing to do was to come here and to do the corn maze. So we got our tickets, walked through the doors, and laid out in front of us, splayed out across the land, was the corn maze and a couple other enrichment activities that people could do. And it just, I don't know. I i was catching a weird vibe. I don't know. It just felt a little bit, um, I don't know. Did it feel sad a little bit? It, it was muddy. Well. Something was up. It was sparsely attended. What was going on? What was the vibe? What were we feeling? I think I was feeling sad about the foster kids and, you know. Elida Holmes, who does the corn maze, they're a nonprofit organization um, that provides career continuum services to children and youth. And But it used to be a, you know, they say not to say it now, but it used to be an orphanage. So maybe there's some, like, I'd (laughs) Maybe it's like there's a ghost orphan in the cornfield or something. That's, you know, there is this large, ominous, almost brick building off, you know, off overlooking everything. And you think about that and, you know, so many scary movies take place in orphanages. Sure. Like um, the orphanage is one (laughs) I think of. 
Well, we get a map, and there's a scavenger hunt component to this whole thing, and that was exciting, and um, we just were sort of like, where do we start? We, we actually did meet some friends there, and we were waiting for them, and I think there was like a mini kind of a little haystack corn, ma- a haystack maze, a hedge maze. It was a hedge maze. Yes, thank you. There was a practice hedge maze at the beginning made out of bales of hay. So it wasn't a hay maze. It wasn't a corn maze because it wasn't cut into a pattern meant to be seen from a bird's eye view. This was a geometric hedge maze. And it kind of felt like what it would be like if you walked around, got to walk around a hedge maze, but you were giant. Like you were five times the size of a human being. You could kind of cheat. You could just look ahead of you and see where to go. So that was kind of fun. We found a small baby sock in the middle of it. Um, pressed down, covered with hay, um, and it was kind of eerie. Yeah. And gross. And so... It's a beautiful day, by the way. It was, I don't know, what, 85 degrees? I don't think it was that hot. I think it was probably 65 degrees, but it felt like 85 because it's been kind of cool lately. So, right away, one of the things that was different about this corn maze experience is that it wasn't uh, didn't feel like fall. There wasn't that crispness in the air that you expect for for one of these autumnal activities like this. Then we went into the corn maze and we kind of walked around. And inside of the maze, it was a different vibe. A different vibe from our last week's episode at Granddad's. Yes, it looked different. The corn was sad. The corn was sad, and in some places it wasn't even corn. It was just kind of weeds. There were a lot of weeds. Now, here's what I've learned Stinging over... Nettle. Is that what it Datura, was? Datura. You know, Jimson weed. There was highly toxic, poisonous weeds. I mean, it was kind of a scary maze. It was a poison maze. It was a poison plant maze. Okay, but here's... <laughs> We, we would need to ask them, but something I did in my research over the week is I learned that a lot of these mazes, they have to use um, pesticides to oh, make some of these mazes and so um, like to kill back the weeds like Roundup or whatever. And so maybe the sign of all those weeds means they didn't use the pesticides. So that could be a good thing ultimately. The map was marked with points. And you also had this scavenger hunt that you had to participate in. Now, I should say the whole field, uh, the, the six or seven acres, was divided into three mazes that were separate from each other. But you could cut through to the other ones. But the idea for the scavenger hunt, where you solve the murder mystery on the farm or something, some kind of weapon was used by a, by a farm animal to do something... Uh, you needed to stay in one third of this maze. The brown line is what you needed to follow. And so there were points on the map that you could go to, but they had nothing to do with the the murder mystery. The farm monster mystery is what it was called. So you kind of walk around and you just, as you meander, you eventually will find a clue. And so you come up to a booth and it will give you the answer to your clue. And then you're supposed to take, there's supposed to be a hole puncher that you punch your card with. And when you punch 
through, you know, the holes that gives you your answer at the end. Well, guess what? Several of the stations did not have the hole punchers. The hole punchers were missing. Somebody stole all the hole punchers. No, and I'll tell you exactly what happened. It's Sunday. They just had a weekend. There were some teens out there and maybe some college-age kids that were taking the hole punches. They just, you know, breaking them off of the investigation stations and taking them back to their dorm rooms or whatever, reselling them on the black market. I don't know. So you get to the thing, you want to solve this crime, and there's nothing there to hole punch. So you're biting into your card with your teeth, you're poking it with a stick off the ground, a poison plant, nettle. So can you talk about some of the plants? There was a hallucinogenic plant, I understand. I don't really know a lot about these things, but maybe you can talk about that a little bit more. Well, one of the things I noticed upon entering the corn maze was a lot of jimson weed. So this is a, it, it grows in Western North Carolina natively. And the whole plant is very poisonous. Poisonous. If you were to bite off a piece of it, you're eating poison. But the real bad part is the seed, it has seed pods this time of year. So it has this seed pod with spikes all over it as nature's way of saying, go away. It looks like one of the stages of the plant in Little Shop of Horrors. Yeah, it does. So it splits open and each pod contains a couple hundred seeds, tiny seeds. It's a nightshade. So it has like uh, seeds like a morning glory, tiny little seed balls. Um, Anyways, you can eat those. One would eat those and it causes delirium for days, you know, depending on the dosage. And you go crazy. You see things that aren't there. I, I find that kind of thing terrifying. If a baby were to eat one of those going through the corn maze, a baby, you know, it'd really mess up the baby. Well, one thing, if you notice with the plant, though, the pod is there are massive spikes coming out of this pod. So it's hard to actually bite the pod and accidentally eat. Bottom line, highly toxic plant does not need to be in this corn maze at all. They need to eradicate that. Sorry. I kind of like that it's in there. I kind of like that. I kind of like that it's there. You know, this thing has not been regulated. The less regulation of plants, weeds we have in this world, the better. All I know is that I watched my friend eat a handful of those one time in the 90s, and he thought his toes were the founding fathers. Speaking of toes, as we were creeping around the different paths and curves of the maze we were in the shape of ready a goblin would you call it a goblin i i I think it was a goblin yeah i call it a goblin it's just sort of a nondescript copyright free monster and it was basically a goblin had ears horns had top horns had bottom horns had a goblin-y face and a goblin-y tummy and big old toes. And so we found our clues inside the goblin. There was also um, Emery Electric. 
Electrical was a sponsor of this maze because their logo was in this. It was the maze. Somebody had to pay for this shit. Now, you invest. You did some investigation. You promised the listeners last week you were going to do some investigation about corn mazes. And one of the things we were wondering about last week, and we got a lot of cards and letters coming in, people asking, how do they make corn mazes and when last week when we went on we really didn't know we could only just speculate like what do they fly up a drone and shoot a laser down and, and tell people which way to go did you find out anything on that can you shed some more light on how they make this i certainly can so okay. um first of all there are several videos online that one can watch all about uh corn mazes making corn mazes and all that i had a connection I had a contact in Portland, Oregon, of all places. A friend works at the Portland Symphony. Her co-worker is the graphic designer. His name is Peter Rockwell, and he has been designing um, a corn maze in that area. I'm going to have to look up the name of it. So I'm really interested to know, from a corn maze designer, it's great that we were able to get this for the show, how does one, what's the process? Where do we start? Do they cut the corn down? Do they do they start from the beginning? How do you make a corn maze? Okay, so the designer will start with rough pencil sketches to get a good concept, um, and then he will draw the final design or layout by hand. Now, Peter tells me, he wrote this really in-depth letter to me. It was fabulous. I'd love to have him as a guest on the show at some point. Maybe we can get a grant to fly out there. But um, he says he'll take his design. Then he scans it into the computer. He traces it in Adobe Illustrator. And he uses a grid that corresponds to the size of the field. Okay, that makes sense. So everything is done on a grid. They just scale it up. It's like a big vector image. And then they just scale it up. What they do is they plant plant it in straight rows and crossways rows for higher density of corn. So first they plant the corn, but it's in the ground, it's planted. Then they use chalk to mark the lines. So, you know, they have these they have these big grid, this big grid kind of mapped out in the field. And then they're looking at their grid um, on the paper and they're doing corresponding chalk marks. Like, have you ever taken a small doodle and like blown it up into a large painting or mural or something? I've never done that. I imagine you may have done something like that before. I've never done it. I've tried. I've done it. It, It's not fun work. It's very precise. No, chalk. I'm thinking this is the stuff that like you go out and you put on the soccer field to redraw the soccer field or something like that. Like a field chalk or whatever they call that? It's a field chalker used for marking sports fields. It's used to put a line of white hydrated lime following the line of flags to draw the line in the corn. Okay. Um, And then you wait for the corn to grow to knee height. And then with a small tractor or tiller, you follow and cut the lines into the corn. And then you let it grow some more and then you trim the path some more and um voila cool and with that i don't know if maybe we want to talk about is it time to rate the elida home corn maze 
Yeah, I'm ready to rate the maze. Um, I'm going to have to say that I'm going to give it a little lower score. I'm going to give it a seven. And not because it's not a really good. So the thing about what I liked about this is that there was a lot of intention there. You know, there was a lot of thought. There was a lot of um, obvious work um, for this experience. But I did like the backdrop of the apple orchard, the pumpkin patches, the farm, the pond, the fields. I, I did like the rural kind of agritourist sort of backdrop of granddad's a little bit better. So that's why I give granddads a higher score. Okay, so that's a seven for the Elida Holmes corn maze from Ursula. I'm going to go with a five. And why is that? Well, it was kind of run down. I could see out of it. I didn't feel like I was going through a maze. There was a lot of mud that was getting in my shoes. Um... But unlike the like the last maze, the granddads, you had a complaint that you didn't know you were in Bigfoot's. You weren't. You didn't know you were in Bigfoot, and this time we knew. And mm. listen, that's what's keeping it from being a three. The fact that I had a map and I knew I was in a goblin; those are good things. I liked the adventure aspect. I liked going through and solving the crime, finding the killer on the farm. And that's why I gave it a five, you know, instead of a, a zero. So um, what about the the other activities? Um, they had a big slide that like big slide. That's how you're supposed to enter. The whole thing is going down these big slides. I went through the slide. Um, it was, you know, one of these big tubes. And I will say it was slick. I watched you go through the slide, and you went really fast. And then when you got to the bottom, you kept going. Yeah, it was slick, and I was wearing a skirt, so. Mm. Lots of people went down the slides. There were other enrichment activities there. Nothing like Granddad's, you know, one of the best corn mazes in North Western North Carolina. There was also a corn gun. There were two corn guns. Um, they didn't have the same like weapon of mass destruction look to them as the last, the apple cannon. Um, these are just like tubes uh, and you stick a corn cob down the tube and the pressure builds up in the tank. I don't know what they're using. And then it pops out when you hit the button and, and you get free. You get to do the corn um, gun for free. Well, it's part of your $10 admission. Let's say that. And there were some targets that you could shoot out. Two giant um, sort of Burning Man-shaped um, um, pieces of rebar that were covered in plastic trick-or-treating pumpkins. Yeah, it was like... Nobody hit one. It was like a plastic pumpkin wicker man. Mm -hmm. Two of them. Yeah. One was really far away, and one was far away. Nobody hit any part of it while we were there. Uh, but it was fun to shoot, and it made a funny sound, and there were some nice volunteers all around. Um, 
they seem to be having a good time. They could help you out if your corn was too big or, you know, if it got stuck or any kind of tips on, you know, how to get a better shot. So what makes you volunteer here? Um, we volunteered my sorority, Gamma Phi Beta. Uh, we're volunteering here to get free tickets for a sisterhood event that we hosted here. Um, oh, goodness. <laughs> but other than that, it is really fun. It's to see, like, so happy and what was the event you hosted? Uh, it was just like oh. it was just a um a sisterhood event so uh like a sorority bonding type was it in the corner? yeah it was here it was actually really fun so we had it last do, friday was it like a sca- did you do the scavenger hunt? yeah we did everything it was really really fun how long did it take you to do the hunt um an hour it was a while wow. yeah what at- activities did you do? We went on the slide so many times. We're all um, like between the ages of 18 and 23, but it was really fun still. Uh, yeah, we had a blast. Did you have it all to yourself? No, there were other people okay. here, but it, we went it at night, so there were some like a lot less smaller children here. So what t- was it? at that point? How did they open? Uh, we left around, we left like right after sunset. I have pictures of the sunset. They're, okay. I'll show you. They're really, really pretty. Um, yeah, it was a really fun time. And how many people? Um, there are 40 people in my store. I think around 30 went. Cool. Yeah. The sunset. Oh my goodness, yeah. so gorgeous. It was so, 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 so pink and pretty. Yeah. Wow. Okay, so should we take a listener question? We actually got a few listener questions this week, but we only have time for one. Um, So uh, we will go ahead and, you know, feel free to just DM us, contact us. You know how to find us. It's the Internet. You know. Yeah, we don't have a website set up or email addresses for this. Just fucking get on Twitter (laughs) and just reply to us with your questions. It's not a big deal. DM us on Instagram. Like Ursula said. But we do have, uh, so we're going to try to squeeze one of these in today. Cami from Clyde, North Carolina writes, I enjoyed your first episode of Corn Mason and look forward to more. Last Wednesday. Yeah. I don't know how she found us, but that's cool. It sounds like people are sharing this. Last Wednesday, I took my two kids ages three and five to granddad's apple orchard and it seemed to be a lot less busy than the way you described Hmm. it might help to go on a weekday in the future if you want to avoid crowds so you you know because you were talking about that last week how right the people so you know good tip it's a great tip is that the question nope the question is this you both talked a lot about how corn mazes have permeated pop culture and i'm wondering if you could name some tv shows movies or books that have corn mazes in them thanks so much can you think of any oh my god (sighs) It's hard not to think. Well, there's The Maze from 2010, uh, 86 Minutes. It's an action thriller um, di- directed by Stephen Shymack. Do you remember some of the stars in that? Oh, God, who was in that? Sean Pearson. Um, it was Brandon Sean Pearson, I think. And then Shalina Castle, I think, is her name. Shalina Castle was one of the main stars of that. Do you remember what the, it was about? Uh, let's see, Maze, the 2010 version. That's when the five friends break into a closed corn maze in the middle of the night to decide to play a harmless game of tag. 
And, right. And then there's a killer that also kind of like. Little do they know, a psychopathic killer has decided to play along. Right. Yeah. That's what. And there's like torture and stuff. I mean, that's a little more grisly. Um, I think like there was a Scooby Doo episode. Wasn't there a Scooby Doo thing? Um, Sure. Yeah. Released direct to video. I'm remembering that now. Scooby Doo and the Spooky Scarecrow. uh, The episode where two people are attacked by a scarecrow in Cobb Corners haunted corn maze. So that's a a haunted corn maze, which is a little bit different than what we cover here, haunted corn mazes. But again, this is one of those things. Everybody knows Scooby-Doo, you know, and this is just another instance of a corn maze in popular culture. I think that's, you know, that's all that's coming off the top of my head. Maybe there's more recent I can think of, there is, um, uh, there is a movie called The Barn. It did not have a corn maze. Oh, The Barn, right. But it had corn fields. So, you know, and and it it takes place in like the late 80s, which if you remember from last week preceded corn mazes. Remember, we learned last week the first corn maze was uh, made in 1993 as we know it, corn mazes as we know them. So um, the, the barn wasn't produced in the 80s but it takes place in the 80s. So um I'd file that under corn maze corn maze films. I feel like there was a corn maze um like you know I think on project runway it was one of the challenges one of the runway challenges was like corn maze themed you know and I think um you know, recently, uh, da- Downton Abbey. There was in the film that a lot of people haven't seen yet because they haven't gone to the theater. But there's a, a lengthy corn maze scene in the new Downton Abbey film that's out now. There's a TV show called Younger, and they all go upstate to Cooperstown, New York. Uh, they don't go to a corn maze, but they might as well. It's it, there's a lot of corn up there. Yeah, any any show that has sort of like a fall episode, you know, where they go to a harvest event or something like that, you could just assume there's a corn maze. I think there's a Honey Boo Boo corn maze episode. Okay, yeah, I'm remembering that now. Um, I hope that answers your question, and maybe you can check out some of those uh, shows and, and films. And, Kimmy, thanks so much for writing in with your question. We'd love to hear some more questions from the listeners out there. Absolutely. And um, I think we're done here. Oh, this was fun. This was a fun one. Even though I rated it a five, I still had such a great time. I love going out and exploring and finding these things that we have right in our own backyard. These corn mazes. And I can't wait to go to the next one. I don't know when that's going to be or where that's going to be. But I am looking forward to the new adventure we're going to have together, and we will share it with all of you right here on Corn Mason. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time.